This is Tori, she, her, and hers, and we're back! Finally. We're back. Social distancing, though. Physical distancing. Physical distancing. Yeah. We yes. are currently recording via Google Hangouts. Yes. I'm in the podcraft room. And I am in my art room slash home office. Yeah. So, you know, we had to come and do a series a session an episode because we can't be too you know we can't be out of this game for too long no there's too many stories too, too many people are gonna forget about us so we got to get back out there we got to get back into our listeners ears and uh talk about this fucking covid and yeah. um talk about how how we're all coping right um how you doing you know, uh, I mean, that, that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up was um, the situational depression, like having everything is new. I was listening to Bre- Brene Brown mm-hmm. um, on uh, she's got a podcast. And so she was talking about she's got a podcast. Jesus, Brene, leave some room for the rest of us. <laughs> she's got. um her FFT moments. FFT. Fucking first time moments. <laughs> and so she was talking about that, like just recognizing that this is a very first time. Like we've never been through anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to normalize it, like call it, normalize it and uh, lower our expectations. Meaning if I'm working from home, I should should just be like, well, it's not going to be the same as if I was working in the office. Absolutely. And, you know, with my son here at school, it's going to be different, you know, so home life is going to be different. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of remembering not to be putting heavy duty expectations on myself that, yes, I am going to go in and out of this, you know, and I think I go out of it because it's like expectations. Like, I feel like, okay, this should be over. I should be getting back to my life mm-hmm. rather than just taking it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. One day at a time, one moment at a time. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah. you think about like on top of people, you know, like myself who identify as having generalized anxiety and depression just in yeah. my day-to-day life, adding yeah. something like this on top of it. And um, I was talking the other day. Oh, I wanted to dovetail on your um, working from home thing. Yeah. And I think just work in general, even if you're even if you're just an essential employee, like not adjusted, you're you're a considering like this productivity capitalistic model that we have been tr- living by does not work in times like this. Right. And um, this, you know, tweet had been going around. It's been going around. It's been posted various places. 
Um, but it, for me, hit perfectly. It says, you are not working from home. You are at home during a crisis trying to work. Yeah. Because that, I, I like that. Because it's, 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 it's you know, it, it feels like it takes longer to process things. It, it, mm -hmm. it feels like, I know for myself being a, you know, non-direct service worker, it, the work I'm doing seems almost futile. Like what, what are we right. really doing? Um, right. You know, what, what, what purpose does what I do serve? And yeah. so there's that questioning. There's this, just the general malaise of, I don't want, I want this to be gone and we don't know when it's going to be gone. And like you were saying, like I have these moments where, I'll get in the groove of doing something, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, an art project or something. Yeah. And I will have this moment of forget, like yeah. forget that it's happening. And yeah. then I go on social media or I go and I turn on the TV and the news is on and it just gets amplified because my mind has like, oh, okay, you know, and then you just hear about more like, yeah, we're not we're still at, we're still rising on the peak of it. Like we're right. not at the point where cases are going to fall down. Right. Whether it's. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean. Hopefully. Because here's the thing that's happening. Some people are practicing the stay at home, social distancing, and then you have others acting as if they can just wander around, peruse the grocery store because they're tired of being indoors, mm -hmm. getting really close. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when we start to say, okay, let's start to slowly come out, we haven't eradicated this. Yeah. So, no, it's, you know, it's, this is not eradicated. We've just slowed its rate down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the hope is that I would have preferred eradication, which meant a whole shutdown of the United States mm -hmm. and quarantining people that have it and, you know, letting it just go so that it just dies off naturally. But because we got the orange buffoon, yes. I don't, you know, going against Dr. Fauci's, you know. Yeah sound, educated, research-based judgment, mm -hmm. you know, I think we're going to be dealing with this a lot longer than what we need to, but I'm not in charge. Well, and you have places like um, other states who are slow to do stay-at-home orders. Mm -hmm. um, what was I, I was I reading somewhere or whatever it was on, you know, was talking about um, North Dakota, I think it was. Um mm -hmm someone was talking to a customer service rep and they asked them, well, where are you at? And she said that she was in North Dakota and they, you know, caught in a kind of, kind of a conversation of like, well, how are you dealing with it? How are things going there? And initially she was like, well, you know, we're not really worried because we haven't had that many cases here. But what happened was all those fucking spring breakers that went to Florida, that went to Cancun, that went mm -hmm. to wherever the fuck they went during spring break. Because they All just had out. to have their spring break. New Orleans. New Orleans mm -hmm. has brought all that shit back with them. And so yeah. she was saying, but we are worried that cases are going to start to rise because they're seeing that happening because all these carriers came back. The people that didn't care, the people that, oh, I, my spring breaks more important than me getting sick. 
you know, mm-hmm. or, oh, I'm young, I won't get over it. You know, all that ignorance that was a bound of abundance in the beginning of all this is affecting those smaller, like, you know, smaller states that are pretty rural, don't have major, too many major metropolitan areas, but they all had yeah. colleges. They all had places where, you know, people who left for spring break. So it, because college is closing, those kids went back home. Exa- yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. they went from their major, you know, university area to a smaller town. What doesn't have the infrastructure or the, you know, ability to, sustain a major outbreak so um it's it's wild wacky times it's like you said it's it's a fucking first right and so oh and then i was i listened to another podcast uh with dr sanjay gupta um he does one on coronavirus fact versus fiction or myth Mm -hmm. i think what it's called yeah, fact versus fiction, and and it's really good because he actually ha- he actually interviews Dr. Fauci mm-hmm. um, so that you can get you know without Trump's yeah uh, idiotic voice all up in there. You actually get his take on what this virus is, and one of the things that he was like saying was because um, he goes, I remember he was telling Sanjay, I remember you asked me maybe twenty years ago what keeps me awake. And I remember saying a respiratory virus that has high lividity. Um, and then he's like, and here we are. Yep. Like, th- this is this is what kept me awake. Mm-hmm. He goes, this is something that, you know, I was always asking for people to be prepared for. And, um, you know, and he's like, and here we are. Yeah. So, you know. Be careful. He's saying we don't need to panic. We're going to, you know, we're going to get through this. Not everybody, because we got to be for real. Not everybody's going to get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, so but he was basically like, you know, just saying this is this is what is the most scariest part for people in his field, which is epidemiologists. That epi- <laughs> what epidemiologists epi- what? epi- what people who study epidemics? Darn it, <laughs> you're the one with the speech impediment, not me. I'm usually the one able to say stuff. Epidemiology, no, I don't know. Um, you knew what I was trying to say, I know what you're trying to say, and you know, thank goodness for Dr. Fauci. Like, I know, for reals, like this little man. And I'm saying little because he's not a big man. He's a little no. man. He's 79 years and, old. And apparently like, he runs like before, like he's like runs. He would run to work, like yeah. working. I, I'm not too sure I agree with his work, like always working. But hey, yeah. that's why he's hey, smart. Something's one. working. Um, You know, his wife having to tell him to come home and eat and stuff like that. You yeah. know, a little bit of a workaholic. Yeah. But thank goodness for him. And thank goodness for him being able to go on other, you know, on on all the different news sources and CNN and C-SPAN and and, you know, uh, I've seen, you know, because all the late night hosts are doing these weird from home late night shows. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he's been on with Trevor Noah. He went he did like a I think it was like 13 minutes with him talking about it. And 
thank goodness for Fauci. Like, yeah. for reals. Like, if it wasn't f- for his brain yeah. and, like you said, ability to get out in front and interrupt the Trump lies, because let's face it, it's been fucking lies this whole time. Yeah. From the moment yeah. that he called he it a hoax his mouth. to it's just it's going to be like a big miracle and go away. Like, right. Thank goodness for the scientists in the room saying, actually, no, actually, you know, like, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. So here we are. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any what's updates. I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, I did have a what's update where uh, R. Kelly, because, you know, oh. he's sitting in prison there. Oh, he you actually uh, using Corona to try to get out, try to get bail. No. Yes. Trying to use Corona to try to get out on bail, but bail was denied. So he's going to be there amongst the other folks that don't have the resources that he has. Denied. Yeah. Um, I probably pushed too many buttons here. Wait. Oh, there we go. I pushed a different one in there. So I didn't have have the, I'm, I'm running the sound bar here and I'm, I'm trying to do it all. So hold on. I'm glad that it worked. There we go. There we go. We got another one of our sounds in there. I don't know what the orange one is or the red one. I don't know. You can press them. Oh, Check them it? out. Yeah, what is it? Oh, that's the crickets. Oh, there's the crickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we got to tell the listeners, look, we, hey. we tried to record, but <laughs> we had... Recording under duress. Issues, right? <laughs> we had issues with my slow computer. We did. So, we tried last week. Um, oh, by the way, Andy told me to tell you, yeah, that's not the kind of computer you should be doing those stuff like that with. Uh, with the Chromebook or this one? With yours. The processing. Remember, because I told him, yeah, oh, you yeah, know, your yeah, hers yeah. wouldn't process the recording. And he's like, yeah. yeah, that's not the kind of computer you'd be able to do with that stuff. <laughs> you see, that's so. exactly what I needed to know. Because here I was ready you to got throw this substandard away. equipment for that kind of function. Yeah. So next time when I'm ready to buy my next computer, I'll have to consult with you too. Oh yeah, most definitely. He will help you decide which ones will work and what what your needs and yeah. That's exactly what I need. He'll ask you, "What are you going to do with it?" Da, 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 da. He'll look at the specs. He'll say, "Okay, that's a good one. That'll work for you for now." Or no, here's spend a little bit more money and you'll get and you'll get a longevity and yeah. 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 He's see, see, we're oh uh, yeah, yeah. So when you're Andy. ready, let us know. We'll make sure he uh he uh studies it for you so that you yeah. don't spend your money and waste your money. So here's the other thing that's scary part about this whole COVID thing is um people that uh get sick just because you know, so have heart attacks, strokes, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, that the scary part is that family or these people that have to go to the hospital, they can't have family members there in the room. Yeah. So it's like family members have to stay out of hospitals. Um, So you go in solo. Yeah. You were to be sick. You're going into that hospital solo. And hopefully, you know, there's enough staff to... This is why it's super important for us who are, you know, staying at home to stay at home. 
Right. We don't need to be going out shopping for ridiculous things because mm-hmm. we're bored. Right. If you're bored, take a walk around your mm-hmm. neighborhood and practice social distancing. But don't be going to a damn grocery store just to buy eggs. If you're well, go- I would say like go get them and leave. Like don't go to the store just to wander around and and uh, right. and, and you know, shop. Like, make your like, list. Yeah, make your list to go in get the items right. that you need to last you for a bit. Right. Not, oh, I'm gonna go. I'll be able to go get milk tomorrow. If you know you're low on milk and you're going to get your eggs, get both eggs and milk if you, you can know? afford it. I mean, if again, you we gotta it. remember right. there are people mm-hmm. that are like okay. Am I going to buy cereal or am I going to buy milk or how much can I afford? I think it's just as random. Like I'm just going to go walk around the store because that's the only place I can go right now where there's more, where there's people. Um, Because I think there's another piece of in, in regards to the situational depression is that doing things does help. Right. So, you know, if you're thinking about a craft or a hobby or trying to, you know, okay, cool. Go to the store, get that stuff and then leave. Don't go and hang out and just window shop because, right. you know, like go, yeah. don't go to the Fred Meyer because they have a clothes section and you're just standing there perusing the clothes, you know, right. because you're bored. Like right. go get whatever you're going to need you want or you got to go get, get it and go, get it and go. Yeah. Because here's the thing, you got workers there that have to stay there to help put food, exactly. items that are essential onto those shelves so that people can buy. Right. The least amount of people in those stores, better for those workers. Right. Yeah. And fi- and kind of figure out, like, especially if you're, if you're at home right now, like, figure out timing wise, like, go, you know, at a time during the day where it's low number, like, you know, around you know, the end of a work day, the people that are working are probably going to be having to go to the stores the weekend. People are going to be having to go to the stores. So if you have the ability to just be at home right now, whether it's working from home or whatever, if you're have that flexibility, go in when there's less people like stagger your trips. Like there's ways that you can do it because it's, I mean, we're all in this together. Yeah, there's also delivery. Yeah. You know, just making sure that you use every single option because the reality is um if we ha- I mean with this virus and everybody is going to one central place which is the grocery stores. Yeah. That's one central place that mass people are going to. Mm-hmm. The likelihood of contracting there is going to be exponentially higher. Exactly. And making sure that you're just, you know, sanitizing and, you know, everything, your hands, washing your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're using gloves, take those things off carefully. Yep. You know, masks too. I made a bunch of masks and um, one, I mean, one time use throwing them right into the washer to get washed up. Well, man, so, you should have put one of those masks in the fucking package when I picked it up. Oh, well, you didn't tell me. I got no, I got no sewing skills whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. I made one of these. Can you see this? Yes. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. That That. And then one with bugs. Oh shit. That's good. Yeah. And then it goes over the ears. Nice. So, uh, so I have a couple more that I got to make. So one, I'll put one in the, in the mail, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, I guess you could mail it, huh? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. How come you mail still works? I didn't anyway, think about it. Anyway. I didn't think about it. Anyway, yeah. 
Um, should we take a quick break and then uh, get into some stories? Yeah. All right. Might as well. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to what do you bring to the table? All right. We're back. We're going to get into some stories now. Um, let's see. I guess you could start us off. How about that? Yeah. Get All it right. Going. So here's some more COVID. We can't get enough of COVID. Not enough of COVID. No. So here we go. Uh, This came from local KGW, and it says Amazon suspended 3,900 accounts for price gouging amid pandemic. Can you believe it? I cannot believe that that, that Amazon suspended them or that people were price gouging. (laughs) Both. Uh, I'm surprised. uh, I'm surprised Amazon was on top of it, to be honest with you. Said it suspended 3,900 selling accounts and removed over 500,000 listings from its store due to coronavirus-based price gouging. Wow. It has suspended. Yeah, okay. Um, The company said Monday it has also removed. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got that one. Amazon said it is monitoring its stores for unfair prices and listings that make false claims in regards to COVID-19. We began taking these enforcement actions promptly upon discovering this kind of misconduct, and we've been partnering directly with law enforcement agencies to combat to combat price gougers and hold them accountable, Amazon said. Earlier this month, Amazon said it blocked and removed over one million products for suspect or misleading claims. The company's selling policy and seller code of conduct requires all sellers to adhere to a list of policies when selling products on its site. Some offenses and prohibited content can result in the suspension of Amazon account. Amazon said the restrictions will last until April 5th. It applies to large vendors and third-party sellers who list items to sell on Amazon.com directly. Uh, yeah. And so it was talking about the different, uh, supplies. So they said, um, the company announced March 17th that it will only allow, it will only accept shipments of cleaning equipment, medical supplies, and household goods from sellers at its warehouse for the next three weeks to fill surging demand of those items. The online retailer had has been sold out of items like disinfecting wipes and toilet paper as the new coronavirus spreads and more people shop online at home. And then that's when you get the problems where people then, like that dude that bought a grip load of hand sanitizer, selling them for $75 a pop. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is like unacceptable. Like unacceptable. Uh, So they cut him off. And now he's got, I don't know how many uh, lots of hand sanitizers he can't get rid of. Yeah. But he made a of money. Well, I mean, I, do, I think we talked about this one of the last times we were together um, about that guy. Um, it was the last time we got to play disc golf. Um, yeah. That he could totally donate all of that stuff or majority of that to yeah. homeless shelters to um in, anywhere right and get well, a tax write off he already, yeah and based on what he already sold right. he already made a mass profit absolutely 100% so, so yeah. if he were a kind and gentle soul he would um do that and 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 get it to places where it's in need it's needed you know um yeah fucking uh capitalism kills 
Yeah. Uh, well, apparently he got stuck with all that stuff. So he was trying to figure out how to unload it, meaning now he was looking at who can he donate it to. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, because he, he couldn't sell it anymore. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, so he actually he it was actually had 17,700 bottles of hand sanitizers and nowhere to sell them. Jesus. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Use it with. Right. You got plenty yeah. of lube. With <laughs> Rosie Palm. You got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> you and Rosie Palm can have some good times. Oh, shit. Sanitizer, baby. Oh, God. Well, along that same vein of hoarding, um, <laughs> I saw this one uh, the other day come out. I can't remember exactly when it happened. Um, let's see, April 2nd, so a few days ago. Um, this is from the New York Times. A hoarder's huge stockpile of masks and gloves will now go to doctors and nurses, FBI says. The stockpile slated for medical personnel in New York and New Jersey includes one 100, 192,000 N95 respirators, one 130,000 surgical masks and nearly 600,000 medical grade gloves. The authorities said good nearly a million medical grade masks and gloves were seized from a Brooklyn man who was charging charged with lying to federal agents about price gouging will go to medical workers in New York and New Jersey. <gasps> the need yeah. for mask and personal protective equipment um, at, or PPP, PPE, as it's known, is acute in the New York metropolitan region, the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic. The stockpile of supplies were seized, include things that were seized were included. Uh, I already told, said, told you the amounts. They said that they would also, they had also recovered surgical gowns, disinfectant towels, particulate, uh, particulate filters, hand sanitizers, and spray disinfectant. The man was charged with lying to federal agents. Um, Barack Baruch Feldheim, 43, charged a doctor $12,000 last month for a large order of masks, gowns, and hazmat gear, a 700% markup, according to FBI. The agency called it a glaring example of hoarding of medical supplies that are designated as essential under a presidential executive order. When wow. the doctor went to pick up his order at the auto repair shop in Irvington, New Jersey, which was being used as a warehouse, he saw so many pallets of medical gear, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, that it would have been enough to supply an entire hospital, a criminal complaint said. Cracking down on hoarding is a vital supplies allows us to distribute this material in a to the heroic healthcare workers on the front lines where they are most needed. When federal agents first confronted Mr. Feldman on Sunday, he coughed in their direction and told them that he had tested positive for coronavirus. And the authorities said he was arrested on Monday and was also charged with one count of assault on a federal officer. The, the criminal complaint said Mr. Feldman's defense attorney uh, did not immediately respond for a request to comment Thursday night. But Reuters reported that Mr. Moriarty had denied the charges. In a message to, on Thursday to FBI colleagues, the special agent in charge of Gregory W. Erie, the special agent in charge of the FBI's Newark office, wrote that their efforts of law enforcement officers were making a difference during this health crisis. It's, it is gratifying and challenging and risky work for our agents, such as so, has such positive and tangible results. Pro profiteers need to be aware that we are looking for them and we will whatever 
do whatever is necessary to help them help them stem the tide of the crisis. The public needs to be know that there are they are a force multiplier in our efforts and should bring us any information that could curtail criminal activity. Good. Good, good, good. good. Yes. 700 times the amount. You know what? It's like we're at war and somebody is um, hoarding and buying up, uh, you know, weapons. Mm -hmm. And then, well, I guess that's how they do it anyway with these wars. That analogy. That's kind of how it works. (laughs) Let's move it along. But I mean, yeah, the the point is we're at a time of crisis. Right. Where there are some simple products that exist that could be used to save people's lives. And then you got assholes like this guy trying to sell them at 700 times the price. Yeah. Just because he thinks he can. And, and my thing is, like, what it really what it, what happens when you get the Corona and there's nobody there that's at the hospitals right. to help your ass or they they, they've been, the they really use the same mask what, for what two shifts. What is that cash going to do you now? Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. That's why I was, uh, that remind me. Uh, so I've been watching, um, rewatching or not rewatching, but catching up on old seasons of housewives shows. Yeah. And so I'm watching the New York housewives right now and it's like 2000. Uh, no, that's New Jersey. I already finished that one. Um, and they're in, um, it's 2016 and, um, you know, I'm just watching the show. Like, it's really interesting to watch shit like that now. Yeah. Because I'm like looking at these women and they're all about like what things look like and what things cost and uh, very materialistic, you know, and um, Gucci this and Prada that and all, you know, all the fucking material bullshit. And I'm yeah. watching this like thinking, bitches, in four years, none of this shit's going to matter. No. Like, <laughs> Bitch, in four years, you ain't going to be able to go to that cocktail party. You ain't going to be able to go to that trip. You aren't going to be, none of that shit you're doing right now is even going to fucking matter. You're not going to be getting that hair did. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get them eyelashes put on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your toes are going to be looking like gremlin toes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. What you got next? All right. So I have, um, oh, this one from the Oregonian. Again, this one came out uh, 331. And this kind of has to do with the whole, um, remember we talked about the Westland Michael Feaser? Yeah. Um, So this is Westland paid off lazy canine officer, then agreed to hide his misdeeds. What? Yeah. Uh, Westland Police Sergeant James A. Doolittle lived up to his name. The city's sole sole canine handler took his dog, Vigo, to one police call in all of 2012 and 2013. What? Those were were the two years before he was allowed to quietly resign. He claimed that he was out of town training with his police dog twice a month over those two years, but he rarely went to training and told an investigator so many different stories that it's not clear how he spent each of those 10-hour shifts. He also let his police dog's annual certification lapse in that time. 
All the while, Doolittle pocketed more than $8,000 in premium pay over those two years for supposedly developing the expertise as a dog handler. He also continued to enjoy the use of a take-home police car with Westland paying for his gas, insurance, car maintenance, as well as the care of the Belizean Melanesio. I guess that's a dog, you know, yeah, whatever the dog, dog breed it is. is. Yeah. Doolittle's misconduct included repeating lying that would have warranted his firing in any police department, but it resulted in a 30-day unpaid suspension. The city then allowed Doolittle to resign in 2014, letting him keep Vigo and paying him $2,000 to support the dog's supplies and vet bills. In what may be the most inexplicable decision of all, the city hid everything about Doolittle's extensive abuses. It agreed to deny any public records requests regarding the police sergeant's employment with the city and wouldn't release any materials unless ordered by county district attorney or state attorney general. The city further agreed not to voluntarily disclose any information about Doolittle to the state agency that certifies police officers. Instead, the city said it would tell Doolittle's lawyer if the State Department of Public Safety Standards and Training asked for any job information, um, oh, that if they asked for any job information, they would give his lawyer 10 days to object. If a prospective employer came to Westland asking about Doolittle, the city wouldn't say anything negative. What? Mm -hmm. The circumstances of Doolittle's sudden departure from Westland are now coming to light after the Oregonian made a public records request a month upon learning of Doolittle's unusual settlement with the city. The documents came not from Westland, but from the Oregon Department of Public Safety Standards and Training. Doolittle's misdeeds are the latest to be revealed in a string of transgressions by Westland officers. It sounds like this Westland... What the fuck is going on over there? Is... Who's on the job? Who's working? They They're need to. They own. need a cl clear house, clean house. Everybody go. That's what I'm saying. Every, I'm like nobody's Everybody working. fired. Everybody dismissed, and we'll rehire. We're shutting down. We're gonna reboot this motherfucker. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, ain't nobody working around there. They're investigating things that they shouldn't be investigating. They're arresting people that is not in their jurisdiction. They're letting people retire They're without any kind out. of like, you know, consequence. Yeah. Oh, motherfucking yeah. hell and high water. Yep. Yep. And all the while, people of color continue to get arrested right? for false claims. Exactly. Motherfucking <laughs> hell. Yep. We can't seem to catch a break. Some bullshit. Yep. Some bullshit. Sent off to prison for the same things that the white counterparts are yep. doing. Exactly. Ugh. Uh, well, I'm gonna take us back to some COVID. All right. Um, this comes from CNN. This is very disappointing. Um uh, appeals court upholds Texas abortion restrictions during coronavirus pandemic. What? So, uh, previously, Texas had said that abortion clinics had to shut down because they weren't essential medical procedures. Oh. And so then, you know, there was a um, court stepped in and said, no, wait, you know, a state court stepped in and said, no, wait a minute. So I'll just 
Yeah, so I'll give you the story. A federal court of appeals uh, Tuesday ruled in favor of Texas and allowed an executive order that restricts abortion access during the coronavirus pandemic to remain in effect. A 2-1 panel at the Fifth Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals wiped away a lower court opinion that had blocked that order and said it was taking the drastic and extraordinary step because the lower court ignored state emergency health regulations, an emergency measure that postpones certain non-essential abortions during an epidemic does not beyond question violate the constitutional right to abortion. The court wrote the case could ultimately be headed to the Supreme court planned parenthood. A plaintiff in the case told the appeals court Tuesday that it didn't rule that if it didn't rule on abortion issue related to the pandemic by close of business day, the group would go directly to the Supreme Court Wednesday morning and seek relief. Um, such an appeal could pull the justices into a clash between abortion rights supporters who have been decrying that they see what they see as politicians exploiting a health care crisis for political points and a slew of conservative state officials who have argued that bans on elective abortions and other medical procedures are necessary to help preserve medical supplies while hospitals battle COVID-19. So the Texas Republican governor, Greg Abbott last month barred all surgeries and procedures that are not immediately necessary um, any type of abortion that is not medically necessary to preserve the life or health of the mother, mother was included in that order. Um, so, you know, the bottom line now, unfortunately, is this higher court said that that is that they can go ahead and do that. Wow. Wow. And, wow. And this could potentially last for a while. They can it can last as long as a local health agency wants to say it lasts. (sighs) And so you're gonna have women who are gonna have babies, are gonna have babies into a system that yeah. Who does this hurt? This hurts people of color, women of color, and women in poverty. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, uh I just yeah. I I don't know what to say. These these men just do whatever they want to do. Yeah. So they just you keep know. doing keep on keeping on. This yep. just how any way we can restrict women's bodies, we're just gonna keep doing it. It don't matter. Um yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Ugh. We need to take a break. We do need to take a break. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're back. Two, what are you bringing to the table? All right, back for some more stories, some more yep. COVID-19. This is, a, this is a good COVID story. Ooh, a, a positive COVID story? No, not positive. Just one of them, you know, them political, just like, oh. Oh, a good, oh okay, one of those kind of Yeah, people. that kind. So this comes from NBC News. It says, an Illinois mayor had cops crack down on social gatherings. His wife was among the violators. Says the mayor of a Southern Illinois city said his wife was among a group of people who violated the state's stay-at-home order to hang out at a local bar. So he married a barfly. On Sunday morning, 
Sunday morning, police oh, in Alton shit. near the Missouri border broke up a gathering at Harem's Tavern that was clearly disregarding the executive order and public pleas for compliance. Uh, the police department said in news relief, police pol- release. Police did not say how many people were in the bar and did not name any of the v- violators. But Mayor Brent Walker said in the Facebook post Monday that his wife, Shannon Walker, was among those who got in trouble. I was made aware that my wife was in attendance at this prohibited social gathering. I instructed the police chief to treat her as he would any citizen violating the stay-at-home order and to ensure that she received no special treatment. The mayor wrote saying he was embarrassed by the incident. My wife is an adult capable of making her own decisions. And in this instance, she exhibited a stunning lack of judgment. He said she now faces the same consequences for her ill-advised decision as the other individuals who chose to violate the stay-at-home order. Walker said he told police Friday to begin more strict enforcing the governor's order after he received reports that people in Madison County were continuing to gather. The mayor apologized for his wife's actions. My first and most important priority is the safety and well-being of the citizens of Alton. We are in the midst of a national public health crisis, and I will continue to do everything in my power to ensure that your health is protected, including enforcing the governor's statewide stay-at-home order, he said. Police said they received several complaints that Harem's Tavern was continuing to operate on the weekends. Uh, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker issued a stay-at-home order March 20 and said all the non-essential businesses must cease. Officers had previously investigated the bar but found no unauthorized activity. On Sunday, a group had gathered inside the bar in an area outside public view. Officers issued criminal complaints for misdemeanor reckless conduct. Each person at the bar will be summoned to court later. Uh, two of the people included o- the owner, uh, Harem Lewis, who had warrants. Lewis, who had an arrest warrant stemmed from domestic battery incident, was arrested and taken to jail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Well, yep. Hey, yep. shit. Just because you're yep. the mayor's wife don't mean you get a special treatment. Don't get to be like you get to roll with. Yeah. This is this what I say. This is a public health crisis. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's beyond a lack of judgment. Mm-hmm. This is stupidity. I'm sorry, yeah. Mary. You're married to a woman that is stupid. Yeah, or an alcoholic. One or the other. I don't know. Right. Spoiled, entitled for sure. I'm Something. just gonna do it because I can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's that it's that ignorance of you know I was talking to a friend today or yesterday what can't remember exactly what it was, and um, they were talking about how they had gone to a local um, food truck place, right? Yeah. And which you can go and you can order, but you got to leave. You can't congregate yeah. there. You're lingering eat. around like there. You get you get your food to go. If you want to drive down the street and find a park and sit in the park and eat it, that's fine. But you yeah. can't congregate where the food trucks are, you know, like right. even if there's still tables there or whatever, you can't stay. It's there's signs that say Move must take food and go. Yeah. And uh this person was saying they had gone to one of our local food truck places and this group of like people on scooters like rolled up. Like I, I'm guessing like, you know, like moped scooters. I didn't clarify that, yeah. I assumed. And 
she said that they just stayed and like hung out in the parking lot. And, oh, you know, and here's the thing is that you're not only jeopardizing everybody that's coming to just get something different than right. what they're making at home. But you're also jeopardizing those food cart owners whose businesses already dropped significantly. Right. 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 So you're you're risking their ability to stay open because you're congregating in their space. Right. So just don't fucking do it. Right. Or grab your stuff and go. Right. Take your little scooters down to the park and and go somewhere else. But don't do it in the place where these businesses are hurting. Like they're lucky enough to be even able to, 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 to be open. Right. But their yeah. their revenue is dropped significantly because, you know, just because it has. People are f- afraid to go buy food at places or can't access or whatever, you know, for whatever reason. So yeah. um just fucking just stop. Just stop yeah. and think and all of us miss everything that we used to be doing. Right. Right? I miss we being in do. the same fucking room with you right now to do this fucking podcast. Exactly. Right? Like I miss going and having coffee with my friend, like just randomly, you know, like um just being able to just oh yeah, let's go do happy hour. What like exactly everybody misses those things. And the more you stay home and the more you take the precautions, the sooner we can get back to that. But if you keep and- thinking, oh, I can go now or I can go do this, it'll be fine. Cause we let's say it, we even debated like just going me coming over there and recording but then the more we thought about it, it was like that's every week me coming over you know right. once a week and i mean i've been i've been good i have been good i haven't left hardly at all and that's how it should be like that's how it should be i fucking miss going and doing things i yeah. fucking miss it but yeah. i also know that if we don't do this it's not going to get over anytime sooner no yeah. And, and then, uh, you know what? And here's the thing is because we don't know how this is going to, this virus is going to affect our individual bodies. Mm-hmm. I would much rather be here short term because it's temporary. This is not going to last for forever, mm-hmm. but it's temporary knowing that like a bear, when I come out of hibernation, I'm going to see the people that I care about. So I'll be able to still hang out with mm-hmm. you. We'll be able to go and have happy hour. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to do things rather than goodness knows you in the hospital yeah. on a ventilator. Exactly. And I can't visit. I can't do nothing. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. Yeah. This uh, to me is better because remember, this is our FFT moment. <laughs> F and first time. <laughs> and, you know, we got to make do. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, people like... um you know, I uh, one of our listeners, um, Helga from Canada. Thanks, Helga, for for getting us uh, spurred to get back to recording. She actually messaged and wondered when our next episode was coming out. So here we are, Helga. Um, you know, we were just talking about how hard it is, and you know, her parents are isolated. You know, because they're of that age, so you know, they're in their house, and she's in her house, and she's able to go drop stuff off, but you know, she's not able to go in and spend time with her parents, um, you know, and so that's tough. It's tough on people to be in that situation. And also they're doing what's right. Right. Yeah. She's doing what's right. And, um, I was having a weird kind of sensation in my head, uh, thought in my head, I was telling Andy the other day, I said, I feel like once 
we're back to whatever functioning, right? Peopling functioning again. I have this weird anxiety that my anxiety, because I'm pretty good at being introverted like that. I don't mind spending time away from people, but me going to and from work was enough peopling for me, right? That was enough for yeah. me. That's, I got my social interaction. It was enough. And then on the weekends I could, you know, hunker in, do my own thing, not go out and about. But with this extended time of being away from social situations, just which already give me anxieties in general, right? Like I have right. an anxiety disorder, like almost like a re-entry. Like what yeah. is that re-entry going to be feel like? Like I've had this like thought in my head of like four people like me who have some level of anxiety and social anxiety, like going back into integrating in is going to be, I mean, we don't know what it's going to be like. I just know that it's, I've already feeling like it's going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's going to, there's going to be, I think a weird like ebb and flow of people, you know, on the mental health standpoint, right. We're dealing with the crisis right now. Everybody's in crisis mode, but at the end of it, what other mental health things are going to, it's, it's going to be almost a post-traumatic stress type thing happening for people. Oh yeah. I can already, I can like, uh, I had to go to uh, Costco and because I couldn't get access to delivery because, mm-hmm. you know, everything's clogged up. So it's like, I, I would much rather have things delivered to my door that way whoever is packing the items hopefully they're practicing social distancing there in the warehouse but um you know keeping people in business as much as possible than me having to go down there where there's a hundred you know 200 people mm-hmm. uh within an hour you know right. so you got hundreds of people coming in and out of that mm-hmm. warehouse so but I was already like, you know, nervous. Like yeah. then I come home and I'm thinking, you know, my mind is going and I'm thinking, do it. now here's the other crappy thing is during this coronavirus. And then also this whole uh, menopause and hot flashes <laughs> and, you know, that, that don't help. No, so no. As I'm, as I'm like coming home and I'm like, ooh, am I stacing? And then I'm like sweating and I'm like, what? Do I got the corona? And I'm coughing and I'm like, oh, I must got the corona. I can't <laughs> sleep. I can't, you know. So it's like that, in addition, mm-hmm. adds to your anxiety and to the stress, mm-hmm. you know. So this, yes, we are in FFT moment and we got to, you know, just. Well, on top of like the, the menopause, the hot flash that I've experienced as well, like, oh my God, is that a fever? Um, allergies, seasonal allergies. Yes. So I've sort of kind of started having seasonal uh, seasonal allergies, I would say over the last five years or so, which they say is common, you know, eventually your body just, you know, whatever. So uh, yesterday, yeah. well, Sunday I had this headache, like, like, a, like when you have a cold, you know? Yeah. And at first I thought, well, I'm, I had, I'm drinking a lot of water today. Let me drink some water, right? Do all the things that I know. Took an Advil, yeah. did all the things. But it just was this dull headachey right there in the front, like the sinus area. Yeah. I'm like, okay, shit, shit. Then Monday morning I wake up 
and I feel like crap. I got like this nasally thing going on. I got a little bit of scratchy throat. And so, you know, my first thing is like, oh, this is fucking COVID. This is fucking COVID. I got the fucking COVID. So I, <laughs> I trace back, you know, two weeks ago, where was I? What was I doing? Yeah. Because it says it takes about 14 days after exposure to develop. Right. So I was like, okay, 14 days ago. Oh, fuck. I went disc golfing for, you know, I went, I, I did this. Yeah. Oh, I went to, oh my God, that, you know. So just and felt at that like, point, it's like, does it really matter where yeah, you got I it know, from? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But still, I'm like, okay, where, where exactly? was I exposed at? You know, no, yeah, I think like, it matters because they do ask you, I guess, because I was, I'm looking up symptoms, like yeah. how long does it take symptoms to develop? You know, what, what starts first? And apparently they do try to ask where you were at, you know, two weeks ago or whatever, yeah. like, so they can get a kind of idea, I guess. Well, they are not going to get an answer from me. Because I can be, barely remember where I was yesterday. So, so don't ask me to go 14 days back. So I'm going all morning, like, with this, like, oh, my God, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Fuck, fuck. And then, but but I didn't have all of the common signs of, like, a cold or a flu um, where, like, I didn't have an appetite. I mean, I was eating. Yeah. I was fine. I was munching. I was doing all the things. And then um, I decided to just, you know, take off work for the afternoon and just kind of rest. And I go out to the living room and the, the, the sliding door was open and they were mowing the lawns and my mm -hmm. eyes just started like burning and I wanted to just scratch them. And I'm like, Holy shit, this is fucking allergies. Yeah. So thank goodness it's allergies. I never <laughs> thought I would be thankful for having seasonal allergies, but I'm thankful to have seasonal allergies right now. Uh, went today, got some Claritin, some good over-the-counter Claritin, feel fine now, you know, eyes aren't watering, eyes aren't itching, nasal thing isn't happening, but it's scary times to have allergies right yeah. now. Yeah, because now... If they kick back in, you won't know whether you got allergies right? or COVID. Yeah. The only thing I could do was like take my fever, take my temperature. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the one very like 95% or some people that have COVID do develop some form of fever. So I was like, let me take my temperature. And I yep. was never running a fever. So I'm like, okay, this could just I've be been a cold. taking my temperature too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm like, hey, uh, especially what was it? I did it twice. And my, uh, the reading read 97.5 and I'm like, I know that ain't no symptom <laughs> below, below your normal body. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, okay. Ooh, um, I don't know where we at. Did you do a story? Did I do a story? Who did the last story? Uh, I think I did with my, um, with my, uh, oh no, maybe you did. I did the mm -hmm. abortion story. I don't even know. What do you got? Just bring something. No, yeah. no rules apply to to, no to rules. pandemic We're podcasting. We're FFT moment. Pandemic pandemic podcasting. No rules apply. None. Uh, do you want to go into rapid fire? Um, well, I got another, I got a, actually a, a pretty good story to share. Oh, okay. like a, um, a feel good COVID story. Um, oh yeah, you did it. You did the last one. Cause you did the drunk, drunk mayor's wife, the mayor, the, the mayor's wife that's drunk. 
Oh, yeah. That's how we got on this whole discussion of staying at home. Okay. So uh, this one comes out of, let's see. Well, it's the website is called Demilked. I don't know, you know, but the point of the story is is the good thing. Uh, Boy Scout creates ear guard for people who feel pain from wearing face masks all day. Um, So Canadian Boy Scout Quinn Callender came up with a simple yet genius idea of protecting the ears of people who wear face masks all day. So you think about medical professional, those little masks go over their ears and they're having to wear them all day long, right? So they're taking them on, taking them. And so they're behind their ears are getting chafed and chapped and raw and rubbed red. Like those, uh, what are those cauliflower ears? Yeah, exactly. Um, So Quinn used his 3D printing skills to come up with a simple yet genius ear guard that protects people's ears from the painful straps of the face mask. Um, Let's see. The boy came up with the idea for the ear guard after one Canadian hospital asked for help dealing with the problem of ear pain. Quinn's ear guards transfer the tension of the mask strap from the ears to the special 3D printed strap on the back of the person's head. And who who could have thought of such a simple solution? Um, Quinn answered a request of the local hospitals for help with creating the air guards to help take the pressure off. Yeah, I said that already. Um, and it, I mean, it's, it's very simple. Like it's literally like just this kind of like, you know how like, uh, on the back of, um, uh, like in hard hats and whatnot that. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of, kind of looks like that in a sense, but then it's got like little. I'll, we'll post the. I'll post the story. Um, okay. So depending on you know how tight you need it, there's like four different level settings, and you just hook the string or the the elastic around those, so it's oh. it's it's tight on the back of your head, not around keeps your ear. The mask up. Yeah, but so it keeps not, it up. It's yeah, being held by the by right. the uh... your ears. So you're Whoa. not getting any chafing or anything behind your ears. Wow. Um, it does have like uh, he he created a template and it's open source. So if you have a 3D printer, you can print some of these up for your local hospital. Wow, that's cool. So we'll you definitely we'll definitely He's share not this. Trying to price, price gouge and trying no. to get rich off of his little invention. Nope. Wow. Yeah. Cause I That's had seen amazing. also like uh nurses or uh, healthcare staff who had like taken fabric and put buttons on like the end of the fabric and yeah. then um or no headbands. So they made headbands and then they put buttons like up above their ears and they oh, hooked it yeah. to the buttons. But that would require you to wear a headband all day. Yeah. Which yeah. is fabric and, and porous and could and they get... and they always slip off exactly. your head. Yeah. So this is a easy fix and if you have a 3d printer you could you can make some for you and it sounds like you can wipe it down with some santa wipes absolutely yeah yeah so you so that could be reused easily yeah exactly wow that's awesome good work quinn from canada quinn from canada all right uh let's take a little break and then uh we'll come back all right to wrap fire okay all right we're back to what are you bringing to the table welcome back we have um come to our point in our podcast of rapid fire 
Um, also, I just have to call out Jason because you haven't sent me one goddamn story since it started. Um, <laughs> I know it's not because you're like, you know, going around working all over the place. So you're supposed sure to be staying at home. What's happening you're, up there? He's supposed to be staying at home, which means lots of time to be snooping and perusing exactly. for stories. I mean, now we're back at it, Jason. I expect yep. my inbox to be popping. Be pop, pop, pop. You know what I was thinking too, and I mean, maybe this is a, a shout out question to Andrew. Um, real estate. Like, oh. How are people? Are people buying? Are people still wanting to buy? How does that work? Are you doing all? I virtual heard that tours? people were buying because the interest rates went down, right? Um, and that it is a buyer's market is what I'm hearing. And but I wonder how that, is it is a hundred percent virtual tour? Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I assume so. Why would I want to be, you know, being in close contact with somebody to go snoop around? Because it takes multiple, multiple times to go to somebody, you know, to go look for a house. Right. It's not like you know, it's. It's yeah, because why would you want to meet up with someone? And also, why would you want to go into another house? You don't know, like, what's if been wiped down and what's not been wiped down. And and yeah. then if you're if you're the homeowner and you got to leave the joint when people come in, you know, it's like, I don't want I don't know what you're bringing into my house. Yeah, well, maybe that'll be next episode. We'll do a call to Andrew and have him tell us yeah. about the the real estate market as a like, how do you how you how do you sell? homes in this COVID-19 situation. You might be like, oh girl, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working no more. I'm a kept man. Jason's got me in in a kept situation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's know it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, just Jason know. Um, well, let's get this party started with some rapid fire. Right now, I got to throw out uh, my props to Anonymous in San Diego. She's still whipping them out. Aww. Not as many. Like, I'm giving her the pass because of COVID. She is still sending uh, She is still sending them. Well, so Jason, the first on. one here is Philippine president orders police to kill citizens who, devi- who defy coronavirus lockdown. I saw that. I, well, it don't so, surprise me because shoot them like dogs because they're yep. wandering down the street. Yep. Oh, God. Can you believe it? That would not be a place where I'd want to live during something like this. No, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Man told to turn down music, chase neighbor with a sword. What? A man who asked that the music be turned down was then chased. A man told to turn mute. A man, this is from Huffington Post. A man told, man told to turn down music, chased neighbor with a sword. Oh, jeez. No word on what the you suspect what? was listening to, but before, before the attack. You know, I'm like, you know, it's. It's time. It's time. Like a sword. Yeah. Give me a break. Like, OMG. <laughs> like, what do you think? Do you think you're going to escape this with no legal? Right. Arrest, no, you know, 
I mean, what? We were watching that. So Andy loves that damn uh, live PD show. It's on A&E. Um, it's, it's basically cops. Yeah. Like it's the new, it's the new, it's the cops 2.0, you know? So it's live. Like it's, it's supposedly like it's, it's current. Like they're, they're live streaming these, you know, whatever. But it's the yeah. same premise, you know, people filming yeah. cop. And so the other day we were watching and um, some guy had gotten stabbed by a, a sword. And <laughs> so um, all they got with the call was like stabbing in progress with a sword. And so they get to the scene and some guy, you know, getting out of this. He's in the truck. The lady's trying to get, get him to the hospital and he's holding his hand and it's clearly like, I don't know if they severed fingers off or what, but blood, uh, yeah, but he uh, wasn't talking. Like the police were like, who did this? Like, how did this happen? Dude wasn't talking. And wife, wife, I think he was in shock. Like, I mean, obviously his whole hand is just bleeding, right? Like there was an enormous amount of blood. Wow. That's why I think I feel like it got either severed off or at least partially severed his fingers. Ugh. So my guess is he was in shock because he just kept looking at his hand. Yeah. And he had a towel, but he wasn't completely wrapped around it. And the police kept saying, wrap that towel around it, wrap that towel. And it was almost like he couldn't understand them. Like, Ugh. And it looked like he had been in a fight, like his eye was black. So he was probably in shock from the fight and shock from the blood. Like he just like could not. He could not like his frontal lobe was like, no, we're, we're, we're not going to engage. You can't make words. Don't even try. Wow. Like it wasn't, it didn't even seem like he was doing resistant because he didn't want the people to know it. Yeah. Like literally like his, his body was in shock. And that's what pissed me off. Cause the police officer kept saying, who did this to you? Who did this to you? And I'm like, fucking get a medical care first. Right. Like clearly you can question him at the hospital when yeah. he's calmed down and gotten his stitches exactly. in and. Yeah, but yeah. it was yeah. So wow. swords ain't no joke. Yep. All right. What you got next? So uh, anonymous sent, dear high school seniors, you were robbed. Class of two thousand twenty, robbed. That's true. I mean, they ain't yeah. gonna have no graduations. They haven't called it yet, but uh, Washington State actually. Said no school for oh, the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, they so, said they, you're not going back to school. So yeah, yeah. Um, robbed. Yeah, I mean, it's not like nobody. It's not like we did this on purpose to them, though, right? Like that's what I Blame feel like. Trump. Like we'll somebody, somebody got together and said, gonna, "Let's make the class of 2020 yep. not have." You know, yeah. I don't I think it was on purpose. Trump. I say she had a very clear message when it all came out and Trump went the other way. I so. say schedule a graduation in late June, July, August, maybe even September before school starts back up. Right. Give put the grad, just have the graduation ceremony. It's just going to be later. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, you can still have it. Yeah. 
And you know, I, I mean, it does not, suck. Like I'm not into these big celebrations. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really like high school. Yeah, you made it, but you know, I, what about the uh, like college? You know, the four years and doctorates, and you know. Well, I, I think the only thing I think about is that kid who struggled through who didn't think they were going to graduate, you know, yeah. like I feel for that kid. Yeah. The, the kid that's, you know, going to go on the four year or really didn't, doesn't give a shit. Like, Oh, cool. I graduated that. I mean, yeah. But those kids who like, Oh, you just didn't know. Like you didn't even right. know until they handed the diploma that if you were, they going to call his name or not call his name, you know, kind of, yeah. kind of kid. Um, I, I feel for those kids. Like the Rocky story. Yeah. You know, like the kid that just struggled and struggled and just finally made it past the finish line. And, you know, um, or the kid that was the first in their family to, you know, finish high school. You know, those those kids. I feel for those kids. Now, Anonymous also said that, um, you know, that uh, the son is a senior, so he's not going to be able to graduate. And that um, he can't even have Eagle Scout court of honor so that's been canceled so i guess mm. you know eagle scouts they work towards you know yeah yeah doing stuff in order to be part of a court of honor wow so mm. that's you know which is that's the kind of stuff that's just one like you work all this yeah you know to part of a big ritual because of all the work that you did whether it was community service or you know right. going out survival mode i don't know i i don't know exactly all the things that you know, are required to have made it to that far and then not to have that, you know, yeah, that extra uh, little bag I feel on for your- them. It's, you know, nothing that anybody planned or they didn't do it on purpose. Um, but yeah, I feel FFT. for them. FFT. I feel for them. Um, yeah. Flush with lid down. COVID-19 can be transmitted via aerosolized feces, study warns. I did read that somewhere they were talking about that COVID is coming out of, in the poop. Um, So, which means that, yeah, you could, if you sewer people, they need to be careful, you know, if you're working in the sewers. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so... Put your lid down before you flush. Yeah. Or flush while you're sitting there. Yeah. (laughs) So you can get it right on your rear end, on your ass. A lot, a lot. I mean, and here's the thing is, there's other things that we've passed along that just doesn't affect us. Right. You know, and one of the things that, you know, Dr. Fauci, I was Dr. Fauci, somebody was talking about that coronavirus, they're, they, you know, the virus's aim is not to kill its host. Right. You know, so that's why in animals, it's not a big deal for them to get COVID, you know, because that's where they're, you know, they're living in there. They're like basking in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. That it crossed over and it's killing, you know, it's killing its host means it's dying too. Do you hear about that tiger that got it though? Yeah. Or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, the cats get it. Yeah. I'm hearing the more they're yeah. more likely to get it. Cats are more likely to get it than dogs. Oh, you better be watching it out there. The Miss Miss thing with two cats. <laughs> they, they don't go outside. They don't go outside. 
they they're they're in the strict stay at home. They, they've been in stay at home mode for their whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so they've never probably seen COVID either. No, no, they, everybody doesn't know how to react. They're under stay at home order their whole life. Yeah, yeah. Really? Uh, is my turn? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Dr. Fauci. Oh, okay. Here Dr. we go. Dr. Anthony Fauci's face will soon be on bobblehead dolls. The I doll shows so. the infectious disease specialist demonstrating on how to flatten the curve to coronavirus pandemic. You know who he, he reminds me of David, um, with Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's his name? Oh, uh, Larry David. Larry David. He, he does kind of exactly look. like Larry David. He does kind of New Yorkish. He kind of sounds yeah, kind of except for Fauci has more of that Italian because he's Italian roots. So he's got that little bit more of that Italian um, kind of Andrew Cuomo type draw, New York draw uh, to him. When I was listening to him was on Sanjay, I was like, "Is this Larry David talking? <laughs> Is this like a?" I mean, uh, but I will say he is the one that is steadying this country through. Thank goodness for Dr. Fauci. Exactly. Could you imagine if we had Trump's weirdo doctor, the one with that crazy hairdo? The one that said he was in fit shape or whatever. Right. Can you imagine if he he was manning the ship there? Right. Yeah. Crazy. We all sick and dying. Ugh. You got one so, more? Thank Dr. Fauci. You got one more? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, she gave me several, which are like, I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, racist attacks against Asians continue to rise as a coronavirus threat grows. Well, yeah. I mean, I think. Idiot. That, yeah. Fuck, because fuck. Well, and it. Dipshit like fucking Trump who kept kept saying Chinese virus. Right. Like, hello. Right. Kept saying it. Even when they told him, yeah. sir, why do you keep calling it the chi- uh, you know, Chinese mm-hmm. virus? And he was still. It came from China. It came from China. China. Fuck you. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And then he finally stopped saying it. Yeah. I'm sure somebody said, okay, enough. Yeah. Some Somewhere somebody... Has the ability to be like, okay, stop it. Like, stop I don't it. know who, but they got the golden. They got the golden ticket. Either that, or maybe they were saying, "Dude, your approval ratings aren't going higher. Yeah. They're not. You know, you it's not helping you any. Yeah. yeah, you need you need these communities of color. <laughs> um. All right, my last one: British man thwarts lockdown by running marathon in backyard. James Campbell spent his 32nd birthday on Wednesday by running at least 7,000 times in his backyard. Wow. 7,000 times going around. Who's doing the counting? That's what I want to know. He's probably got like a pedometer thing, you know? Wow. Would you get dizzy going round and round and round your backyard? It's like, I I am always impressed that anybody can run more than a block because that's about I don't even know if I could run a full block, to be quite frank. So I'm always impressed at people who do marathons. Like the wow. fact that you can dedicate yourself to 20 plus miles at in one time straight. 
And that's 7,000 miles going around. The scenery doesn't ever change. Like It's the same thing. You better make sure that your yard is clean and that you have a nice little path. Like, why, because, though? Like, what did this... I, I mean, I don't understand what this served in that pur purpose that served for that man. Like, Well, he went viral. You're here on what are you bringing to the table? Yeah, I'm talking about him, I guess. Yeah. I you mean, know? I saw another thing on right. I saw another thing on the news about I don't know if it was here in Oregon or where it was. There was an ultra. There's these ultra marathoners, so like they run like hundreds of miles and just stupid, <laughs> stupid amount of you know. And so there was this one guy that same 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 kind of deal. Like he wasn't able yeah. to. They canceled it, right? So yeah. he was running in his neighborhood. So he was running like around his block and his neighbors came out were, you know, cheering him on and stuff. So that's how he ran his marathon was around his block. So, Hey, and you know what? This would be a good time for what's her name? The marathon. I was going to say about Emily, Emily so Clark. Finally come out Emily and Clark. say, hey, I ran a marathon in my backyard. Who, by the way, continues to reinvent herself on her webpage. What you are you trolling her? I just might have gotten sent the link by someone in the community. Wow, hey, you know what? Uh, it's out there in the public, so it's okay for you to, you know, look I'm, not at gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna reveal my source who may who who sent me the link, but well, clearly it's a listener, so um, you know, we're we're not okay necessarily. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, but, Lord, um, Lord. yeah this uh this person sent me a link and um so yeah uh, what what is miss cheating marathoner well let's see what is now? what is her Probably some guru is she like a guru of something well now she's sa she's saying she's um all your truth counseling and consultation is her new um, oh, spiel. your truth counseling and consultation. consultation. Yeah, her uh, front page still looks pretty much the same. The hey girl, I see you there. That's still that's still up there. Um, and then she's got a newer picture on there. She's not looking too good. Um, Is she? What are her credentials? She's claiming. So let's see. Um, training and credentials. Um, she says she's licensed in Michigan now. So your license in Michigan doesn't mean that you can be so, practicing here in Oregon. Well, I believe she's moved to Michigan. I believe she's. So now that's a fat lie. Then that she's licensed in Michigan. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, so, um, I, I. I believe. She, yes, she's now in Ann Arbor, Michigan. O M G. Yes, and she claims to be um, licensed in Michigan. It does give her license number, so we could. Probably I can give a that number. Up. That needs to be verified. Um, yeah, I'm curious how she licensed there. Unless, oh, now here's the thing. That's part of the problem is each state has, have different licensing, um, licensing, uh, uh, qualifications or not qualifications, standards. Yeah. So like I'm licensed in Oregon. I could get licensed in Washington, but I may have to do some, a couple other things to get licensed. So each state you go to has a different 
requirement. Yeah. So it's highly possible that, that, that Michigan has a lower licensing requirement. I'll look it up. Oh, uh, don't, don't, don't best believe I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Sherlock. I'm going to be looking it up. So, <laughs> yeah. So she has, she has moved to Michigan in order to clearly <laughs> protect herself from everything that has happened here in order to hide her scandal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There are 15 Google reviews on her website. She has a 2.9 out of five star on Google reviews. That's not very good. What, what are some um, of the things? That- well, four months ago, uh, someone gave her one star and it said, please be aware of Emily Clark's advised Advertised credentials are most ent- almost entirely fabricated, and therefore she is not fit to deal with trauma, shame, li- life coaching, or any other mental health issue. I urge you to find a mental health professional that is competent and legitimate. What? <laughs> so the one said, I wish I could say she'll go the distance or an extra mile for you, but we all know that's not true. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, dishonest, narcissistic, under underqualified. Wow. Yeah. So, girl, it's time to take the shingle down and just become a retailer, and then you it. can redo yourself. Just cut it. Yeah. You know, a couple years later, like five years. Give yourself five years. You you just went from one place to another mm-hmm. as if people, this was, this was a national, it was national news. Article. Like people could find out and from good, they could, well, when I Googled it to find our website, still the stories about her cheating came up. Like, wow. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. It's a no go girl. It's a no go. How, how about that? Hey girl, I see you. It's a no go. <laughs> hang it up girl. Hang up that sing- shingle girl. Oh my. Well, oh. we did it. We recorded yeah. an episode. Yeah, it's not the same though. The no. vibe's not the same. No. And hopefully everything will work work well in post-production and it'll go yeah. up. So um if you're listening to this, that means that it worked and we're gonna keep doing it. So all right. We're here for you through COVID. We're getting you through. Yeah. Um until baby, we're back. We're back. Until next week, nos vemos. Adios. Daisy, Daisy, what's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?